1: Welcome back to the iHealth Channel, iHealth Radio, with your host, Hurricane H. New day, new show, great topic, a topic that we've touched on a couple of times, but with a different angle today with my guest. And uh, my guest is going to really share with us some some real uh, new way of maybe dealing with this particular issue that society has. Uh, you know, as a common thing and a common theme. And uh, I think it's all over the world. Uh, it's happening. And uh, sometimes people get caught into it. And uh, sometimes it's difficult to get rid of this thing. And again, I'm being a little bit uh, suspenseful, as always, try to give you a little bit of a suspense here before the show, you know, really gets into the, the gear here. But I have with me Roseanne Forte. Uh, she is a successful C-suite executive, ministry leader in the church, um, she's an international best-selling author of a Christian Indie Award-winning daily devotional called The Plans He Has for Me. Now, she's also created a whole program, you know, uh, a 12-day, I guess, 12-week daily devotional of freedom from alcohol. So that's the topic today, alcohol and, you know, addiction and all the stuff. Uh, but her story is amazing because, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but it. To be in a suite is not a simple thing, and and I can relate to that because I have been myself in in a C-suite level, and it is dealing with the board, dealing with a different level of of craziness, and it does get you stressed out, and sometimes people do tend to find ways to mitigate that stress, and alcohol is an easy way to do that, you know, happy hour, and the rest is is, forget about it, right? Uh, so, So without any further ado, Roseanne, welcome to the show.
0: Ah, oh, thank you, boy. You hit on about seven topics I want <laughs> to discuss in that. <laughs>
1: oh, we we had a deep dive on every one of those. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, uh, I just the fact that it's a it's kind of a big issue. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but the National Institutes of Health state that just in the U.S some form of AUD, which is alcohol use disorder, exists in 11.3% of the population. Now, I'm wondering if that's really a true number, because a lot of people don't discuss the fact that they are having an issue with alcohol, right? And um, you also mentioned that, hey, this can be difficult to stop, and it is, and that's what the commercials aren't telling us—it's an addictive drug, and nobody told me that. I—I I, I just learned through, you know, media and and the world that you use it for romanticism, you use it to deal with stress, you use it in business situations, you you use it to check out. <laughs> um, you know, there's just to have fun. There's no way to have fun if alcohol isn't involved, right? And so I bought into all of those things. But eventually I was like, you know, I'm not liking the effects of this um on my health, on my mental health, on my weight. Um I mean stop. And then you go, Uh-oh, why can't I stop? I keep making promises to myself. I'm not, you know, and, and plus, like you said, when you're at the executive level. You're used to getting things done. You say you're going to do something and you get it done. And all of a sudden you are faced with this problem and you're not getting it done. It's just shocking. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so, so so it's, you know, it is a big topic and uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I've had few guests that, that each one of them had a different angle about the discussion, how we went in their life and the impact of it. And so, but what I want to go back to like the beginning, right? I mean, yeah, it starts as a fun thing, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. a cool thing. You know, you get a little bit of a social, you know, mixer and you're good with that. And, you know, it's happy times you go to, to lunch, dinner, whatever, uh, you know, and, and some in the business world, it's pretty common. I mean, uh, if, you know, I have a joke, like I don't drink. So when my, when we used to go to social, you know, affairs, I drink orange juice and I get hyper and they say, you know, do not go give him orange juice because he goes nuts. <laughs> you know, that was my alcohol, which by the way, <laughs> it's to say it's sugar addiction. It's got a different spin on it. It's a sugar right. rush. So, but, but, you know, alcohol can have different, you know, uh, aspects of it, right. You know, initially it, it may be a good buzz. It could be stuff but re- besides the risk of, Accidents and you know different things that you can get into a brawl, whatever you can go nuts because you're not really your mind is altered, right? That's that's the bottom line, and uh, but it's got a good positive you know piece of it. You know, gets you mellow. Some people are shy. This gives them the opportunity to do that. Now you know it's funny because I've had some critics about the shows about alcohol already. You know like well what else are you gonna tell us you know we're not you know we're uh you know this is our live we'd like to have first of all I want to disclaim this clearly you know th- this is for whoever wants to have a solution <laughs> this is not if you if you're happy whatever you are that's that's on you and it's okay um but understand that's that's a reaction to you not being willing to move out of it and that's the thing that's the addiction itself you cannot say I, I got a problem, you know, facing the truth, the reality of things is usually the most difficult. By the way, this is not just about alcohol. any addiction. It could be gaming. It could be TV. It could be anything else. If it is, if it is something you're not able to stop, that's an addiction. And so, so it doesn't matter. We're here to just provide some solutions and some resources. Uh, and people do need those. Now, do you point 11 point something percent of uh, the universe or the population? That is a huge number. Yes. And it, it, and by the way, to you, I know that that's for a fact, you said it, it's not the true statistic. Those are the ones that got surveyed, you know, or based on, <laughs> on education, right? you know, I mean, how many people, I mean, you go everywhere, somebody's drinking and, 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 and what is addiction also, it's the level of where you are, you know, and how bad do you really see yourself going every day, you wake up in the morning, you're actually doing alcohol. That's, that's, that's the, the worst, but you can be doing it every day and you just can't stop. Uh, Or you can't have a little, you know, a moment without having some buzz into you. So those are the, some of the things that can be, and by the way, alcohol, drug, all these things have the similar, you know, concept. So, so, but, but Roseanne, let's talk to about your story because your story was a successful story. You're still a success story, but I'm saying in, in the business world, you know, Mm -hmm. it was great. Not only that I I read that you've managed some of the wealthiest (laughs) of, 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 of the world now, that has to be very difficult to manage. Again, C suite managing some big portfolios, there is there's a level of pressure and stress and anxiety that comes with it. And there is a demand. And you I love what you said. In at that level, you're about getting things done. And sometimes getting things done can also be where you make decisions that affect other lives and other things. And sometimes the only way to do it is just like, you want to knock numb it out, you know, and alcohol can give you that, you know, a nice vibe and you don't have to think about it, at least not for the day. And you constantly do that. So, but how was your experience, you know, in that world before we can get into the real.
0: Yeah. I, um, you know, I thought it, well, I was in the, glitz and glamour world of, you know, private jets and and Grammys and, you know, that was definitely uh, a thing. Um, But I did suffer, you know, if you look back in retrospect, you know, you've got to wake up in the morning and produce again. And, you know, anybody who drinks any level of alcohol understands that it affects your sleep. And sleep affects your health and productivity. And so even though I was a successful executive, I I questioned, like, what did I leave on the table? <laughs> like, what did I leave on the table? Because I um, before I did the, the faith-based program, I was an executive coach for alcohol cessation. So I've dealt with a lot of high-performing people that had been caught in this. And, you know, it all looks the same. They're like, well, wait a minute, I'm just waking up. I'm not as motivated to do my job. It's just, it's getting in my head that I can't quit. I am feeling terrible. I don't even want to go to work. You know, they're, they're noticing they're not, like alcohol steal, well, substances steal everything about you. They steal your joy, it steals your health, it steals your productivity, and it steals your relationships, you know, um, because you can't be super present when you're super under the influence. You, you're just doing silly things or saying things that you might regret or getting angry at things that you wouldn't otherwise get angry about. So it's it's not, yeah, I believe the lie. I I believe the lie as, as do other people. And that's why I want to talk about it openly. I'm really, there's so much shame around this. And I'd rather start talking about it as simple as people talk about it. Like, yeah, I got to lose 10 pounds, you know, like it's just a, it's, it's, um, it's a substance and we got to get rid of the substance right that's causing the addiction but after that it's just a dang bad habit that we have to reprogram our minds on and so that's how I focus. it's it's more of a a mindset and understanding truth that we're talking about today like the truth you know we we believe it removes stress and in fact it adds stress because we haven't dealt with the problem. And we made it worse by sleep disruption, by maybe saying or doing something that we're worried about the next morning, by lack of productivity. You know, what's the truth about alcohol?
1: Yeah, I'm listening to you. It's it's amazing because you're breaking down a lot of horrible things that everybody pretty much knows about, but yet we are hard to face those realities, right? And and it's funny because. Again, you talked about some of the benefit aspect of it because, you know, it gives you that little fun part of it, right? But but it's the, 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 the benefits are so minute compared, yeah, to, to everything else. And and the aftermath is to your point, your health. Obviously that's the first shocker, right? Your sleep your productivity, your performance, it does affect you. I mean, companies will not keep you along if you actually have a habit of coming in, you know, buzzed, whatever the case may be. That's one. doesn't matter how good you are. Uh, performance, to your point, your awareness and things is not going to be there. Your social life may be sociable in, in the aspect where you're having a good time, but then it affects all your true social life, which is your family, friends and relatives and relationships and things like that. Uh, you know, Besides the fact that you can also destroy your body, I mean, that's the other part. I mean, your liver can go, you know, a lot of things can happen. You don't I, have time to do anything else. Yes, go ahead.
0: I just want to address one thing about the liver. So <clears throat> you might be a little bit young for this. But I, I lived in the age where we did um, the commercials for cigarettes. Like there were the billboards, there were the commercials. It was Marlboro the Marlboro Man, Man <laughs> Virginia Slims, and your doctor doctor recommends Camel Lights, right? And, um, I think we are at a tipping point now to where this is going to change because it is killing people, especially since COVID people got caught up in this unintentionally and the national Institute of health, let me just say NIH from now on NIH says that, um, in the year 2030, and that's only seven years away, um, cirrhosis of the liver as a result of alcohol is expected to triple alcohol related deaths is now um one in five for ages 20 to 49 one in five deaths ages 20 because if the what kids are drinking when i look at what my kids drink versus what i drink it's it's six times and they're binge drinking right they're you're doing it hard 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 and um it scares me because your liver can fail on you without you ever having a sign in advance and now it's so hard to go to the doctor right we're going to avoid going to the doctor because it costs a lot of money so you're not even doing the the tests on your liver that you should be doing um it's all very scary
1: well it is but so so uh, it's, first of all, at the, uh, you know, you said I, I'm, I'm a little young. I'm I'm 52, so I've been around. The, the black, <laughs> yeah. So I know I know exactly what you're talking about. But but he, here's here's the thing, right? You know, society has made it to your point uh, from early on, as as uh, and marketing really worked on on, on that one, right? Uh, it's it's marketing is you got It's amazing, right? How how powerful it can be, and it can drive people to do certain things so and and willingly and happily right but but even like when you think about it like we celebrate 21 why because that's when we can drink and stuff now people start before that you know obviously in family matters and things like that but at the end of the day legally uh, <laughs> legally yeah <laughs> well listen i mean uh, yeah Uh, family affairs that's 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 always happening and some families literally you know from the get from the day one i mean on the table you have some alcohol and then some people drink you know as a matter of food right or meal kind of concept but but it gets a little you know uh uh, i guess escalated in the college days because now it's party time Mm -hmm. And, and 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 you know i mean listen college days are fun i mean that's one of the things that makes fun is that you know your happy hour every day you finish school weekend comes in everybody's wasted did you
0: even know anybody who didn't drink in college like i didn't even know that was an option that
1: was me and i was the odd guy
0: (laughs) you didn't drink yeah i i wish i had not like i i just did what the crowd did and and to me everybody drank i just didn't know anybody who did not so well no well again
1: you're right, but it, it varies. I mean, I, again, culturally is also different. I, I was raised overseas, you know, the culture did not, you know, provide for that. So that, that was maybe one, maybe if I was, you know, in, in, in the culture where it's common, I would have probably just been part of the, the party. Right. <laughs> so, but I, I did part of it. I, I was in the States. And so, so I was around the whole fun. That's where I did the, the, the juice thing, the, the orange juice. <laughs> that was my substitution, <laughs> but 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 it was really the same thing. It was just like to get excited and get happy, and you know, people tend to do a lot more fun stuff when they're just not in the full mind because now you don't have to worry about what you're doing. You just do it and don't think about it. It's like that movie Hangover, right? Like, what the hell happened? Right. <laughs> you know, the next morning you see the pictures, like, whoa, okay, well, that's exactly what it is, right? So so a lot of things can be crazy, but but what I'm talking about is that the fact that we not only celebrate it, we actually are looking forward to it. It's like that's the time 21 is like, Hey, let's go. And then it starts then. And then, then after college is career path, right? Now you're entry level and all the pressure is on you. So it depends on the job you do. It's like, you know, put pressure on everybody. Right. And so you wait for that Friday or that Thursday night, happy hour, happy hours is everywhere. Right. So that's part of business. And then you go and get some nice, you know, light drinks or heavy drinks, but, but really good, good deals on the drinks. And then you move on. You, you, and then it continues, right? And then you talked about uh, like, for example, post pandemic, right? The the idea of uh, the uh, projections of statistics in terms of liver disease mm-hmm. and all stuff, that's, that's almost scary enough to just think about them, not even see them for real. But if they're seeing them, that means it's real and it's probably worse. Um, but, but if you notice something, uh, again, during the pandemic, liquor stores didn't close.
0: <laughs> oh they Liquor. were essential they were exactly
1: essential. exactly so that shows you that that between the time you're 21 and regardless of events that happen in life this becomes a real thing and by the way uh, this is folks that were watching and listening no matter where you stand in this topic here uh it's we're just talking about facts and things now again i wouldn't relate this message again you know uh Whether you want to face it today, next day, next year, sometimes it doesn't matter. Uh, You know, the idea is someone can benefit from these discussions and it's real stuff. It is not a joke. It's happening. It's hurting people. We are a health channel. We are, uh, you know, a health radio, and we're talking about topics that affect us, you know, and society.
0: Thank you, is This is really about awareness because I look back at my life and I go, why didn't somebody tell me all this? Nobody told me. Nobody told me this was an addictive subject. As I said, if I practiced and practiced and practiced, I would eventually get in trouble. You know, that this um, is going to affect my liver. That if I drink, I'm going to have a, a problem with my weight. That if I, nobody told me all these things, you know? And, and so that's all this is, is bringing awareness to the problems that can happen because I call it an invisible line. There's, there's this line that people can cross. And depending on who you are, your genes, your family history, you could cross a line in a year or two. Right. But nobody tells you where that line is, like where you are going to trip over and it becomes you're controlling alcohol versus alcohol's controlling you. But once you cross it, you've crossed it. And, and then the battle is real. You know, and a lot of people statistically, I, you know, again, statistically, according to NIH, people try to quit four and a half years before they actually do it. I'm thinking it's longer. I think like for me, it was 10 years um, of battling. And, you know, I'm out talking about it, not to condemn people that drink, because not all people have a problem. Um, and I don't wanna villainize alcohol because some people just do have one drink and or some people drink that don't want to drink just to fit in. But understand what you're dealing with. <laughs> it's a, it's an addictive substance that can, you know, really wreak some havoc. And there aren't a lot of health benefits to even though they were touted at one time, I'm sure the research, I haven't looked, but I'm sure the research was funded by alcohol companies.
1: (laughs) Uh. Well, you know, it's, it's amazing. You you talked about shame, but also you talked about that blurry line, right? I mean, that, the 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 line where you cross over and then which one is controlling which, right? Who's controlling who, Uh, you know, that line is very blurry. I mean, because for that person, that line never happened. <laughs> you know, you don't know that you transit, you know, you don't. and to you and, and to it's your scary. point, you you were like, no, you're not accepting it. And uh, you we started you started by by commenting on my my disclaimer about, you know, this is an awareness piece. But you're right. At the end of the day, uh people don't want to tell you. Because if they told you, you would not respond to them well anyways, or you're like, oh, who the hell you think you are? You're not my parents. You're not this. You're not, you know, I thought you were my friend. And you're going to hear all kinds of stuff. And, and because th- that's your reject, that's your automatic defense mechanics. Yeah. You know, you're going to respond to people where they, they want to do the right thing by you. And that's it. And people, sometimes they just mind their own business. You know what? Plus sometimes they don't even know. Now, if they notice they're around you long enough to notice that you have an issue And like one of the shows I had my guest, I mean, he was told by a friend of his, a colleague that it's time for you to do this or, and then that was his wake up call. And and that was awesome that someone stepped up to the game and say, dude, you need to do this. But you're right. Sometimes people are not going to come to you and say it. I mean, there's only a few people that really care in our lives about us. And those are the ones maybe that will come to you. And sometimes they
0: may not. You're talking about a very, so here's the. Here's why I'm trying to change the conversation. I hate the word and I'm sorry, because now I'm gonna apologize because I know a lot of people like the word alcoholic who identify who have been successful and they really, that does something for them. People that go through that AA program, um, they, they wear that as a badge of honor and I am proud of them for beating that. So, that's good. But I am trying to, to address a different population of people who, <clears throat> like me, I don't want to call myself a name. I don't want, I had really low self-esteem at the point, at that point. I didn't identify with that na- labeling. I. It's, it's just not who I was, right? Um, I used to smoke cigarettes super heavily, um, two to three packs a day. I quit maybe 16, 17 years ago, I forgot. But I wasn't a cigarette-a-holic. I wasn't i was not a smoke a It was killing me and I needed to quit. So I, I didn't recover from it. I quit. <laughs> I quit because it was killing me. And I have kind of the same narrative for this. It was killing me. It was killing all aspects of my life and I quit. And so the narrative in the bars. I'm not trying to shame people. I'm trying to give people different narratives. So when I show, and this may happen to you, when I show up at a bar and I go, you know, are, oh, you're not drinking? No, I'm waking up early in the morning. I got to get to the gym. Wow, I wish I could go to a bar and do that. Do you? I'm. Do you ever get that? Like, I wish I could not drink at a bar. And. And by the way, if you go to my website, www.theplanshehasforme.com and press the red button, you will get 20 different like uh, flashcards with 20 different responses of how you can just say, I don't want to drink because that's really hard for people in social situations. They don't know what to say. And I certainly don't want you going, well, I have an alcohol problem, so I had to give it up. But if you I go, a, I have a
1: 13 card for you,
0: <laughs> yeah, no. But if you say, um, you know, uh, gosh, it was really affecting my sleep. So I put it aside for a while and boy, do I feel better. Is anybody going to argue with that? That it affects your sleep. My son, um, drinks, my oldest son and he has one of those fancy schmancy watches that, um, you know, kind of gives his sleep quality. And he's like, Mom, even if I had like one or two drinks, my sleep quality is really showing up bad on my watch. And I'm like, that's super cool to be reflective of that. And if you say that in a crowd of people like, Oh, it was really affecting my sleep. And I'm just, I'm tired of it. They're gonna go well, good for you. <laughs> like, You know, that's they understand it's affecting their sleep too. I promise.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, thank you. I mean, first of all, you said it perfectly, you know, people deal with things differently. Right. And yeah, sometimes they, they go to recovery programs and that's okay. They, there's a label I'm, you know, alcoholic anonymous or, or whatever, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. The fact is that they get in, you know, uh, yeah, help help. they can help. That's it. And that's, you know, someone that's facing, you know, the music and taking, you know, the necessary steps. That's, a, that's, that's a, to me a success, right? A success, you know, rate by, by all means. So that's one, uh, and, and you're right. Some people also, to your point, may not want to have that label. And there's there's a way for that as well. Your way does that. So so the point is, it doesn't matter which form do you a format you use. Right. It's as long as the results are where you're healthier, you're better, and you're not in that same position you were in the predicament you started with. And so that's all there is. So you know that the beauty about this discussion is that it's for everyone and by the way even if it's not you somebody you know might have this problem somebody that with a one
0: in in ten and i'm down right with a one in ten you only need need to know 20 people and two people are having at least some amount of problem with it
1: well you're right and and by the way the, the word shame right you know uh I love what you said you know you've had the problem you know with whatever it is i mean maybe it's not a problem it's just a, a fact a of problem. life it's definitely a problem <laughs> well, it's again a problem. <laughs> well it is but some people may not want to face again that's the thing like being realistic about things and 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 really factual sometimes it's difficult for people to admit right you know i have a problem i have an issue right but the fact is if you are feeling off doesn't matter if you're thinking that it's it's really something now why can i stop why am i always stuck with this don't feel the shame of talking or asking for help i mean i i do have a monthly uh standing show with a psychiatry you know expert you know from from the world you know best and one of the things is that he always relates to is get help If you're not sure, get help. People have the problem of seeking help because of the shame. Like what people are going to think about me? You know, uh, it's always about what people, others are going to label. The other people are not in your body. They're not feeling your pain. They're not, it doesn't matter if you'll be dying from someone. They can see the the physical aspect of it, but they don't feel the pain of it. So it doesn't matter. It's you that is actually in that difficult times and seeking help is only going to benefit you. And that's actually Uh the message for everything.
0: And that's why we're talking about this, right? Because we want people to know they're not alone. I think there's a lot of loneliness in the conversations that we have with ourselves about <clears throat> trying to quit. And why, And so let's take the definition of shame. I want to take my pastor's definition because it was so good. Um, he's like, there's um, guilt versus shame and guilt is you know, oh, I've done something wrong. And well, and a faith-based thing, it's just going to be, I repent, I turn around, I change that behavior. Shame is where that you say there's something wrong with me. And this is where we don't want to have, we don't want this to happen. There's nothing wrong with you. You've been lied to. (laughs) The substance is addictive you've formed a neurological habit from practicing. It's like you practice riding a bike, you get to ride a bike. Good. You practice drinking every time you're stressed, you get to, <laughs> you know, revert to that. It's just kind of a natural thing. And so the the coaching that I do is just uh, dealing with the fact that the brain ha- has neuroplasticity. So you can train yourself to do it, to have a different habit. When I'm stressed, I'm going to do something else. When I'm stressed, I'm going to breathe. When I'm stressed, I'm going to call a friend. When I'm stressed, I'm going to take a walk. When I'm stressed, I'm going to do the housework. I'm just going to redirect instead of when I'm stressed, I got to dra- grab a drink, you know, just yeah, training I- yourself. I
1: I really love what you said. I mean, that was probably the easiest way to demonstrate, you know, this whole thing. I mean, I've I've heard many ways of looking at it, but your angle is just unique because you're right. It is, it is just a habit, you know. That's what we call habit, right? It is something that you do over and over, and your body is already attached to it. And so that's all there is. And and having a shame about yourself does not solve the problem. It's not really what it is. It's a matter of just Determining that's happening, and now you have to do something about it, and taking it to the next level. And I love the way you just simplified it. I, I think if someone's watching right now, like, huh, that is true. I mean, it's like you know, my body's used to and, this. Now we just gotta. I'm used to it. Get any to it. habit.
0: Our so um, checking our cell phone is a uh, habit. how how easy it is. It, and and I think people ought to have more compassion for somebody that gets trapped in an alcohol habit. What I'll call it? Because you should understand how hard it is to stop checking your cell phone. It's the same thing, how hard it is to stop, you know, grabbing a drink when you're stressed or grabbing a drink because you want to have fun. It's just changing the habit. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. It's a little hard at first, you know, which is why doing it with a group is always good. Not knowing that you're not by yourself, but There are a few guarantees in life that you can make, and I can guarantee that life is so much better after 12, like I, I challenge people to do it 12 weeks. If you put alcohol to the side for 12 weeks, I guarantee you're going to gain self-confidence. You're going to gain your health. You're going to gain productivity. And there's not too many things, like I said, we can guarantee in life, but that is one.
1: I I love that. I mean, well, before we get to that, one, you mentioned something about, you know, like when you go with friends and they drink, right? And, uh, you know, you have to tell them, like, I'm not drinking because it's not doing right by me for whatever reason, your health, your sleep, whatever. Uh, You know, that's actually important to actually highlight with our people because the minute you decide for yourself, doesn't mean you have to quit your friend. Now, ultimately, if they're going to lead you on a bad path or like, Keep you in front of whatever bad habit you might you might want to reduce that <laughs> that that connection or at least that interaction right uh, to a lower level to a limited you know uh, amount of time. But if you're able to have that that strength to to just say no, uh, you know, I was joking earlier about the thirteenth card because what I do is I just get a non alcoholic beer. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, so now we're drinking the same. It just I don't have the buzz. I say you know the flavor without the buzz. That's what I get. You know? Yeah. So, so it's it's legit. You know, it's really just like you know drinking water, and but it's got the same flavor. It looks like good. You know, in front of people, they don't know the label. They don't see the zero. I hide it, <laughs> and that's yeah. it. So, so, so that's the joke. But, but really, it 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 works. I mean, it's whatever works for you. And and you said it. You you had gone through the smoking. And mm-hmm. the drinking, and both of them are bad for your health. And guess what? You were able to say, No, this is not good for me. Is it gonna be easy? Was it easy? No, you took your time and you had to do the stuff. Now you somehow went also for me a religious aspect of things.
0: Mm-hmm. You see,
1: so 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 I want to just touch on that because religiously, I think in all core religions, drinking is not really a big deal. I mean, it's a smaller option in in, in the scheme of things. Uh, depends on what religion you know you talk about i mean alcohol is not really a big you know part of of the religious aspect of things right
0: absolutely not yeah yeah well in christianity drunk i didn't even understand this or i ignored it probably the latter (laughs) (laughs) drunkenness is a sin i'm like yeah nah (laughs) nah drunkenness is fine
1: (laughs) but but that's the thing it is right
0: Yeah. But I did, you know, it's funny. I was a leader in the church and I got caught in this. Um, I crossed that line. Right. And the shame set in. And when COVID hit, I, that was kind of the catalyst of like, oh my gosh, I've got to quit or else I'm going to die. And I went into a secular program and I started hearing all of these practices that were embedded in the Bible that I had written, I'm like, wait a minute, they're practicing God's word. There's just no God in here. So I ended up transforming so much like low, lower blood pressure, lower weight, lower resting heart rate, um, more peace, more joy, more confidence. I was just like, this is secret sauce. I want to work for you. And I, I did end up working for them um, as an enrollment and a a client journey coach. And (laughs) and that's where i started talking to lots of high performing and faith based people who were experiencing so much shame and and so i started writing scripture and um and prayers that that went along with the teachings and they were like oh my gosh this is so amazing because and this is what i have found as a faith based coach even if there is no God in your life, you get to this point. It drives you down to this point where you're like, okay, I'm ready to find God. And um and this is what I'm finding with this approach, because there needs to be a bigger, you know, the name of the devotional is the plans he has for me. and there needs to be a bigger purpose-driven thing. And when you take it away, And you start going. I've been lied to. And you look at your gifts, and what you've left on the table, and and you start doing what you love to do, what you were created to do. You're like, oh, this is what life's about. (laughs) This is why I was created. And um, yeah, it's just a a, just a wonderful transformation to watch in people. Wonderful. Well, again,
1: you you know, it's amazing. We're 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 talking into now the religious aspect of things, and. It's amazing that when you get to the precipice of things and, 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 you know, like where you're like at the end, the bottom, you know, there's a very typical outcome where that's when people start like, you know, reverting to God and whatever denomination. And that's when they're like, Oh, please help me. Right. Right. And, and, and so it's, it's amazing how that works yet it's always been there <laughs> you know the concept is not until you have to to find you know that that last moment of you, right. know, where you can't go anywhere you can just be there any minute but yeah that's the thing and sometimes if you think about it it's maybe the way it is to get you back because sometimes you have to go through this the tough and that's your uh, maybe not exercise but that's your way of like finding back you know your path right and 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 it's it does not deviate it's almost the same you know when we get to trials and tribulations, that's when we've referred back to like oh god please help me right uh it's it's when we get to the moment like oh my god
0: yeah there is (laughs) no god until you want that
1: that. things to happen right exactly (laughs) well and and see it's it's just it amazes me that's that's usually where where humanity comes together at one point or another to the same conclusion regardless of your belief regardless of you know whether you believe or not you know there's there's a point where you like realize like oh you know and you ask for the help and then then the help happens the help is always there and you know if if we talk scripture right i mean in in any religion that is that is scripture based you know, you are more, you know, more theistic or, or, or Abrahamic, if you want to call them that way, you know, you're going to have the concept of evil and, mm-hmm. and, and alcohol is just It's party time, right? You know, when you party, it's not really, you're, you're the opposite of where you need to be in the religious aspect of spectrum. Yeah, absolutely, right? So, so it, it, it's, it's really just like the wave. You got to get busy with life and do the stuff. So you do the least of, of, you know, I guess the, the religious aspect of life. And therefore you're distracted and and so so when you look at that parameter, like just thinking about it is like that's like the tool the devil would use, you know, to to distract humans and get them busy and and Amen. Just,
0: that's and, 100%, 100%. and do
1: you and do your bad things because because here's the thing, you your health is destroyed. That's not good for you because this is your body. You're supposed to protect it,
0: you're supposed right. to
1: take it good care of. Uh, your behavior with your family can be bad, divorce, relationships, you know things happen kids, yeah, cheating. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> all that stuff can happen so when you think about it it's, it's all the the destruction fund so yes is there again a medical aspect of of alcohol that can have the benefit probably there is but it's really minute but the 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 destruction that it can cause to society to finances people lose their shirt just spending money on this oh stuff. the money
0: the money <laughs> i could have today i you know that i threw away um alcohol on the monday that i saved now i could go out to fine dining and when the alcohol isn't there man it's just i I spend about a third of what i used to spend at a a nice restaurant and i look i live in scottsdale it's hard to get a glass of wine here without spending 15 dollars and it would never be one one glass for me um you know so you start comparing that I, I think i'd do a gin and tonic before the meal i'd have the meal <laughs> and then a couple of times during the meal right and <clears throat> it, it really adds up to um to a lot of money now, now it's funny
1: you ask people to donate money they'll probably be difficult about it you ask money to go to the gyms like i don't have money to go to the gym you know and and 15 is a glass of wine so the gym I don't, I mean, some of these bucks, gyms are like 15, 20 bucks, you know, you can get in. So, and you don't even have to do that. I mean, you can just run out, you know, in the park and, and still have a good time. Oh, let's <laughs>
0: just talk about one lie because I don't, I don't really have a lot of, I, I'm a very empathetic person, but not when it comes to this, when, when people need to pay for coaching to you know, put alcohol to the side. They go, oh my gosh, I could never afford that. (laughs) I go, how are you affording the alcohol? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. if you're not willing to to redirect a fraction of what you're spending on alcohol to the cessation of alcohol, you're not ready to quit. It's just about what we think is important. And I go, you can tell me a lot of reasons why you don't want to come into coaching, but you can't afford it is not one of them. don't have
1: any yeah that's oh it's amazing right it's everywhere well same thing with fitness right i mean people will spend less money on the fitness but yeah they'll buy any junk food anytime anywhere and it costs a lot more you know i mean think about this way if you're drinking just coffee i'm just gonna go basic um coffee now at starbucks you know maybe four dollars yeah yeah it's four or five bucks i don't know that's a small one now you want something decent size you're about eight bucks already and so and all the calories and all the stuff that you are gonna have there is probably not good for you but but again we're not judging here this is a different topic today you know it's not the fitness but it, it ties out right so you heard awareness like, but
0: awareness.
1: but here's the thing so, so now 30 days later you're you're spending a good amount of money so average let's say 10 bucks that's a lot of money a month how many gyms are you going to pay for 300 bucks <laughs> You know, you know, for a fraction you can be at the gym. You can still maybe drink some of that and just, you know, at least compensate in a way. So it's it's about priorities. It's about like what do we value? Priorities
0: and awareness. I think people gravitate because maybe they are living paycheck to paycheck or something. So they gravitate to I can't afford it without being aware of what their priorities are. Like, wait. Maybe I could give up Starbucks for the gym. Wait, maybe I could give up alcohol for a professional that could help me through it. Um, You know, it's just taking an assessment of being real with yourself. I I think it's about being real with yourself about what does this cost me? How do I, what are my options to um, get rid of it? When I used to enroll people in In the coaching program that I went to, it was fairly expensive, but I'd always ask, you know, if somebody said I can't afford it, I'd go, Well, you know what? AA is free. Do you can go to AA. No way. Uh-uh. Not AA. Like why
1: not? It's why not? It's still, it's, it's still helping. Yes.
0: You're asking for help and you don't want to pay for it. AA is free and it's good. It's effective. And um, yeah, so it's it's this ha, ha, after having done this for years we are and you probably know this with the health aspect too we are just full of lies to ourselves. we just it's just we are so good at deceiving ourselves and- well it's
1: escaping right again facing we are not good at facing realities you know head on right that's that's just how we are we we have the ostrich effect, right? And you know, we'd rather put our head down in the sand and just expect everything else is going to be peachy, knowing that it's not, right? Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, I, I, it's funny because I had this discussion with a friend of mine about smoking, right? And similar similar concept. You know, if you smoke a pack of cigarettes, like $15, I don't know, maybe like 20 bucks, some, some oh of these things. Oh my gosh, now, now, that's I'm glad like I don't
0: smoke anymore. <laughs> 600
1: bucks a month, you know, that's a carpet, <laughs> right? That's a you that's know, some
0: nice vacation every there year. There you
1: go. <laughs> or oh, forget <laughs> it. if you add it up in a year i mean yeah i'm not just talking about month but whatever it is i mean that's that's your budget for food i don't know i mean it could be many things it could be a tuition it could be a lot of things but yet it is it is costly and so you, now you add to it alcohol another probably right. 600 or more and so now you like it's it's a budget on its own and you know just talking purely
0: financial you know well we and really- so let's just stop for a minute because it's not only the money you save on the alcohol or, you know, the junk food or whatever, throw the category in, it's the opportunity cost of what you can be. So the, what what's possible with your health and your healthcare savings, if you're healthy and you're not drinking, what's possible at your job, if you're more productive, right? It's this real cost and this bigger opportunity cost of what's possible when you put it aside. And that's why I like a hope-based way to approach this as opposed to a victim-based way to approach. Poor you. You're addicted. Poor you. No, let's just do the challenge. Let's go. You've been lied to. Let's put it to the side and and really search for what's possible because I wouldn't give up my life today to go back to where I was for anything there's nothing that would that would um you know it's just that big of a transformation
1: you know listening to you and and really adding that value of like your your true worth you know beyond the cost your health first of all if you damage your health that's thousands of dollars of cost, you know. And that's tens, that's if the tens damage of
0: thousands of dollars. You could, uh, yeah, you could plus lose your life. Just, <laughs> and your life.
1: Well, even if it's referred, <laughs> if you can reverse it eventually, it's still gonna take time, time, which you can never gain back, and money that you might not have. And that that will be and plus even if you would have, let's say, a good insurance, whatever the toll it has on the other, you know, on the, the economy as a whole and healthcare can be affected. So there's there's a, a domino effect. There's almost a ripple effect across the board here that impacts. And then the impact on your family and what you could have possibly invested, you know, with them, your relationships, your kids, uh, you know, many, many things. And so so it the dollar sign itself, it is just adding up, you know, in, in a bad way as you're in there. And then it could be so much better on the other side if you flipped you know, the actual sideways and and really got into a program that can help. And you're right. If you added program to where I am, probably a fraction of the cost, and now you're saving money and you're healthier, happier. By the way, when you're healthier, there is, I mean, your health is wealth. We hear this expression all the time. You know, there is, nobody's going to give you health. You know, health is something that you have to maintain. And if you lose your health, the monies in the world cannot buy it. I mean, they can try to fix it. And sometimes they don't, you can't fix, you know, what's, what's too late. I mean, many people would love to give their money, everything that they're the billionaires and they cannot get, you know, something that, that, that they lost in their body. Right. It's He's over.
0: Even jobs, right. <clears throat> he had all the money in the world, but. Yes. I, he but had actually nice one pretty, of the, yeah,
1: ahead. His, his last, spe- one of his last speeches, or at least, you know, he had clearly stated that, I mean, the money is in the world cannot, you know, he wishes he wished, I mean, that, that it would be different. And that's the thing that, you know, while you still have it, you know, take care of it, you know, understand that this is you. This is where you live in. All right. This is your body. And yes, listen, we psychologically speaking, it is a different, a difficult toll on anyone because slowly but gradually you get into this habit and getting out of the habit is going to be very difficult. Just like everything else. Right. You get used to something again relationship right you're in a relationship it's hard to let go well same thing here it's a relationship but now it's it's beyond that it's actually to your point you said it earlier neurologic neurologically speaking you are connected with this substance and that's that's another issue right and so to detach from it that's not going to be easy and you need the help and the guidance
0: Well, every day it gets easier i don't want to make it sound like you know because i quit smoking and i remember i was coached through the drinking thing and i think there was a point and i'm like Well, I know I quit smoking and it got easier as time went on. Does it, is that the case with the drinking? They're like, oh, absolutely. And just like I said, having hope that every day it gets easier all of a sudden. Oh, wait, I didn't think about it all day today. (laughs) Like, yay. I didn't think about it for a week. Yay. I mean, it's just when it's constantly in your mind. You know, oh, my gosh, when does five o'clock come? Or I can't drink till Friday. Or you just always doing what I call the mental gymnastics with the habit? That's no fun. It just takes up too much space in your head. Way too much space. <laughs> so yeah.
1: wasn't you're talking about willpower and mindset here.
0: Because Yeah, willpower stinks. Yeah. Willpower, yeah. <laughs> you only have so much of it. It's like a strength thing, right? It's like you hold on. And you can only hold on for so long. But when it's mindset and you're just redirecting your thoughts, redirect, 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 just training for something different. And that's why like my devotional is 12 weeks because a lot of people are, are strong fisting it during dry January or Lent or um, sober October. All they're doing is going like this, until the 31st day or the 32nd day or the 41st day. Um, So that's not really solving for the habit because all their mindset is, I just need to make it for this short amount of time. But if your mindset is, I want to change my relationship with alcohol, I want to know the truth. I want to see what's possible. I want to one that takes a little longer to see that um, effect because you're changing a habit. And um, you just get to experience something really cool, and you go, "Oh, this is what's possible. This is what's possible." And that's how I I get the the percentage of people being successful when it's that shorter time frame, but short enough to make a difference, is huge. Versus, I'm going to try this. Oh, forget it. <laughs> All right, you have to do this forever. I don't like to tell people that it's too much for the mind to handle
1: it scares them right it's like you know oh that's that I, i'm not prepared for that but if you take it one day at a time it makes a difference yeah but, but so so so, your program is 12 weeks and mm-hmm. you 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 pretty much guaranteed that in 12 weeks you'll see results so so what i mean let's let's guide us through that 12 weeks program and because yeah. if someone comes to you today i mean <laughs> you, and and they can pay for it and they need to see results you know, how, how can you ease them into the program? And, you know, what stages do they go through and maybe are, are there any types of folks that may even revert back, you know, after the 12 weeks, which I, I don't think that's yeah. the case.
0: Well, there, no, actually, unfortunately it's a lot of the case um, because people get super confident, like, Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I can control this now. Like
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a tough
0: one. <laughs> um, You know, For many, it's not. For many, it's like me, like, whoo, like, this is good. It's just, and that's why I give people a choice, but I really want them to document. So let's go through it. You you start with what we talked about in awareness. What is this costing me in terms of relationship, finances, opportunity, productivity, health, mental health? What's this costing me? Now, flip that on its head. What's possible if I had better health, better relationships, better productivity, and more money? What's possible? Start dreaming, you know, even though that's a hard thing for people that they just don't see it, but I'm on the other side to tell them something's possible. If you have your health back, something's possible. If you have more money, right? It's just, you have to push through and know that, um, the first part is just stay the course you know, be refined that, that part, you know, about two weeks, your body gets back into homeostasis, getting new routines and habits, um, leaning into the discomfort because you know, it's, it's creating change. And then, um, you know, after the first 30 days or so, I call it the pink cloud effect because people are so excited, like, yippee, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then, you know, kind of starting in the fifth week, they're going, well, this is kind of boring. (laughs) When does this end? And so in that part, I go, look at all the extra time you have, you were drinking, you're recovering from drinking, you were thinking about how to quit drinking. How can we replace that with something else? And so I really encourage people to start using their gifts. What, What have you always wanted to do? Um, you know, what have you left on the table? Or I always wanted to go back to college. I always wanted to do flower arrangements, I always wanted to learn carpentry. It doesn't matter. Whatever you I always want to sing. I I really encourage people to just get back into what they believe they always wanted to do because hidden in that is your God-given talent. And that will produce true joy, not The joy that you were trying to find in the bottle. (laughs) And so when people are um, experiencing that, then they're documenting, like, wow, I really feel good, you know? Um, There's also processing forgiveness. A lot of people drink because some people have done some pretty horrible things to them in the past and they're trying to medicate, self medicate their pain and so processing forgiveness of others and that's just to me giving it to god to collect the debt for them and moving forward because you can't you can't look ahead until you leave the past behind and and this this is such a gift to give that to god to collect the debt on <laughs> um then there's forgiveness of self for what you may have done where what you may have participated in for what you yeah you know, while you were and that's important too, and knowing that we've wiped the slate clean, you know, that that's the process of forgiven. If God's wiped the slate clean, you need to too, because that's the only way you can look forward. Um, and then the end is just documenting every all the winds and being real about it and feeling like this light that you can give to others or the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's just so it's just a little process that you go through and um yeah. So
1: it takes a lot of commitment and and this is this is you have to really like commit to to, to yourself. And- I
0: call it self-care. Okay. Yeah, I call it self-care. This is where you get to focus on you and what's best for you to see what's possible. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, words are important, right? And uh, it is a commitment, but it's a commitment to self-care. To looking to your health, to looking to your peace and joy and fitness and whatever's possible in this time. I'm committing to me because a lot of us just are too busy with what's going on in the world and we need to stop. But we have the time to stop. Like I said, we were drinking, recovering from drinking, and thinking about how how to quit. You have time. You do. I promise.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it's amazing, right? Self care. I mean, as humans, we always look up for, number one, it's us, right? You know, in a way, we're selfish by default. (laughs) It's all about us. In a way, one way or the other, drinking sometimes is about us or doing whatever habits, right? Here's the opposite, but it's about you being healthier, better, doing, you know, thriving, you know, and living a better life, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting concept. It's the me, me, me. It's all about me, but I think it's a redirection of, I think, I think, in my mind, the me thing is like, how do I make me happy right now, right now, I want happiness right now versus what is my future self? And how do I take the time to care for what I can be? So I think that's the difference between self care versus immediate care. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, It does. And and, you know, the reason I'm, I'm talking about this is because in reality, you're, you don't find your true self unless you you're doing something in this world or leaving a legacy. So. And, and, and to do that, you cannot do it without helping yourself. You have to like ideally we should be all positive elements of society, right and contribute in a positive way. But you can't do it, you know, and again, someone will say, well, I am contributing, you know, I'm buying, you know, the economy is good. I'm, I'm actually, you know, consuming, right? Well, you are and you are, that's, that's one way to look at it. But you can, to your point, the value of what you have, the opportunity of what you can give is much higher than just spending a couple of dollars on a product, right? Uh, and maybe serving that purpose because you can do a lot more. I mean, the money you save, if you reinvested it, you'll have millions. You can do a lot more good, <laughs> you know, if you think about it, right? And a way to look at it, right?
0: Look, every almost every charity in the world was created by somebody suffering greatly and um and then you know making a use out of that suffering and and it's purpose driven which is what you're talking about. And there is nothing better than a purpose driven life. Nothing. As a matter of fact that was what one of the best seller, selling books of all time <laughs> the purpose driven life by Rick Warren. Um, because it creates so much joy to give back. And I don't think it creates, I worked for one of the richest people in the world. And I can promise you that more money does not create happiness. It just doesn't. Um, Purpose creates happiness. And that's why a lot of very wealthy people make sure they give back too, because it's that purpose part that's making the difference for them, not the making money part. That's pretty powerful, and I think that that
1: is an awesome message for for audiences. I mean, at the end of the day, you're gonna do good for yourself, and you're gonna do good for society, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that picture. I mean, it's it's a win-win for all, right? Uh, now, now I have a question: if someone wants to join your program but they're not religious, you know, what's your take on that?
0: Um, I have a lot of people that have joined the program, um, that. I think you have to be open to it. I have a podcast. It's called say goodbye and imagine. And I do have one episode with Russell Belcher and he had never, he's like, yeah, what should I do? I'm not like really a godly person. And, but I'm going to give this a try. (laughs) And he gave it a try and he became connected to God. And I think that happens for a lot of people, even if they are faith-based, they develop a deeper faith or, like we talked about before, you know, if you are ready to meet God, this is the program that will help you get there because it's just a gentle and loving, not shame-based approach. It's a hope-based approach. What's possible? What's possible?
1: All right. So now we're, we've exceeded the hour because oh. it was just, it, it, this, we're just having I, fun. I know it was quick <laughs> right? It's like, what happened? <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so now uh, people can actually uh, check in your work and connect with you and the yep. program through the plans he has for me.com. Is that the actual website?
0: Yeah, that's and and you can get the splash cards by clicking the red button. You can buy the book there. The book gives you access to a private Facebook group, too. And that's where uh, you can have direct access with me, um, you know, to encourage you through their ask questions. So that's uh, definitely how to keep in touch with everything I do. You mentioned
1: podcasts, so what is your podcast so people can It's called
0: Say Goodbye and Imagine, because I just think there's so much possible when we put it aside. Again, I am really trying to get rid of all that victim approach stuff. Poor you. I just... uh, It's not poor you. It's like, what's possible? Dang. A lot. (laughs)
1: Listen, I... People watching and listening, I mean, they cannot criticize because at the end of the day, you have been in their shoes. You have done it. You know, maybe me personally, you know, I'm as being the host here and, and I have not experienced it. You know, people say, well, what do you know about this? But you are literally someone who has been through every single piece of this and understand exactly how it is and how it takes your life away. And certainly you were able to turn things around and definitely you have been now helping people and transforming their lives into a better life and giving them the hope as you said so so uh, awesome to hear it always from from someone who has the expertise and the knowledge because people typically are big old critics and they say like you know what do you know about this that's the first thing like you know you have no idea what i'm going through they can't do that with you
0: no <laughs> no nope, nope. i'm very compassionate with people about about that i i get it i get the multiple attempts i get where it ends yeah and uh and i just tell them it's possible to see something different i know yeah
1: there you go so so before we 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 close our you know show today what are some of the last words of wisdom you'd like to leave our audiences with
0: um start being honest with yourself about what it's costing you and start doing that analysis even if you can't imagine something different i i do want to share this i was to a place where i wanted to die i i i I wasn't going to take action because of my faith but this is pretty typical when somebody's got a substance abuse they want to leave and i thought i had no other purpose and just and you know you can't see a future so being honest with what it's cost you and knowing for certain that there is something better on the other side cuz here i am i wrote a book <laughs> did i think that was possible when i was drinking no so <clears throat> just know and think big think big challenge yourself even if it doesn't feel comfortable it, it it's real so yeah all
1: right well there you have it folks i mean those are like real powerful words that we can take to the bank and Roseanne welcome you know thank you so much for for, for, for being with us. your your work is is awesome and uh, you know just keep it up, you know keep helping people. Uh, and uh, we will have folks you know link up to you through our website, through our radio yes, and all the stuff so people can also listen to your podcast as well and yeah. potentially get the book um, So uh, that's it for now. Um, thank you so much for being with us.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. It was a lovely conversation, actually. I really appreciated it. Yeah.
1: We had fun, right? <laughs> we did. All right, all right. Well, there you go, folks. You know, I hope you enjoyed this this uh, show today. There's a lot of information here that is powerful. Alcohol, non-alcohol, any type of substance abuse or addiction this can apply to. And, uh, you know, This is a resource. Please do check it out. And you never know. If it's not for you, maybe for someone uh, that that you think should benefit from it. Share the information. Share the wealth. That being said, I'm Hurricane H. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic, uh, new guest. Bye for now.